Hello, and welcome. Got any spoons? I'm your host, Anne. I am not a doctor, and I do not give medical advice, but I do share my personal tips, tricks, and life hacks of dealing with chronic illness, disability, and pain. The podcast hit a big goal last week. Uh, we we uh, had our 50th episode, so we are headed into summer officially, and I think it's time to start our season three. And we're going to start it on a note that's a little bit different. As it's summer, you might think I'd be talking a lot about going outside and what we can do outside, but I know for many of us Spoonies, heat intolerance is a big issue. Um, and so I'm going to focus on things inside. In fact, I'm going to have the two halves to this podcast. The first one, I'm actually going to talk about inpatient stays and things that you might want to bring, like my top 10. And then in the second half, we'll talk about um, being at home all day, not by choice and that type of thing. And what we can do maybe to challenge ourselves to stay positive and um, not drowned in the, uh, in the house, you know, it gets, it gets hard. We all know that everybody learned it during the pandemic. It's, it's not unique. I'm guessing y'all have had some experience with an inpatient stay and some of this, or maybe a lot of it will not be new to you, but some of it may be new to some person or maybe their support person and they can make their next inpatient stay easier. First of all, um, you know, you'll get triage or you'll be put inpatient and you do not need to remain in the hospital gowns. You can bring your own pajamas. I highly recommend um, the kind that are two piece and it has a button up shirt so they can have access to maybe tubes or ports or, you know, when they listen to your heart and lungs and things like that. Um, and if you do bring your own pajamas, make sure that you have it labeled uh, because sometimes they do have to remove those and they might get lost in the laundry and you will be able to get them back. Otherwise, your family can bring you new ones however often you need slash want, but make sure you label, well, really everything. These next items I might have in a to-go bag just for someone to grab should I be inpatient um, so you don't have to go searching. I don't have to go searching, but I always make sure I have a long charging cord. Uh, that's usually at least 12 feet, right? Because the the outlets behind the hospital bed are typically being utilized for the equipment that you've got for your inpatient stay. And the others um, outlets are far enough away that it really helps to have a long charging cord. Again, you can put a piece of tape around it and mark it with your name. I always bring an eye mask and actually I have like a dozen because somehow I'm not, they don't stay on my head very well all the time. Uh, but you know, in the hospital that it's fairly difficult to get sustained sleep. They're always going to be waking you up for this and that and the other thing. But having an eye mask can really help to get more rest. And if you have it on and you're trying to rest, it's a signal to them and they won't bother you. But caveat, 
make sure they, they know what you want to be bothered for. If there's a medication you're trying, you know, you don't want to miss trying to stay ahead of the pain, for instance, or anxiety or whatever medicine that might be deemed PRN. If you want to be disturbed, no matter what, to get those meds, communicate that with your nurse. Also hygiene items, um, the type of brush that you like, they've got those, you know, three, four inch flimsy combs in the hospital. I don't know who that's made for, but I don't know anybody whose hair that works on. Um, and I like to bring a brush because sometimes that's just really soothing to have someone brush my hair or if I have the strength to do it, I'll, I will. Um, I bring my own toothbrush and toothpaste. I'm just, I want, I want it. <laughs> um, I don't often get to take a shower with the port and things like that. So um, they do have shower caps where they try to wash your hair that way. I suppose it's better than nothing, but not by much. Um, so if you have uh, something like a headscarf or a uh, bonnet that's good for you, it might be worth putting that in your bag and because um, your hair takes some takes a beating, right? Uh, then also a notebook will go in that bag. And the notebook is for various reasons. One, always, always, always take notes of what the nurses and the doctors say when they're coming in, particularly when they're talking about a treatment plan, discharges, um, changes in medications, why we're running some tests and how it came out. Um, and that can be delegated to one of the people in your room but having it nearby, just make sure that you don't miss anything. Um, a couple of times, my husband's always there for an inpatient when uh, the, the doctor's around. But then sometimes they'll come back and they'll say something or give me a result and I'll write it down. And then when he comes in, he and I are talking about it and we have questions. And I can refer back to the notes that he took in the morning, maybe what I was told, and we're going to clarify some stuff. So that notebook and the pen can go in that, that bag as well. Um, I wouldn't put it in the bag, but I'll tell you that snacks are not a bad thing to be having in the hospital and not even for you. It's for those who visit you and your spouse. The hospitals have agreements with sponsors, I guess you could say, and in their soda machines, they don't offer any loaded sodas. They only have caf uh, sugar-free and sugar-free this and sugar-free that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's stressful and you want something with sugar. So we make sure we have those. Um, we also, the snacks, we will make a basket and give that to the nurses uh, that are on duty because they don't get breaks either. Um, so they're usually pretty appreciative of that. Um, and then I have a, a special quilt that I bring with me, um, probably because I really work best with like a weighted blanket, but not. <laughs> the weighted blankets tend to be a little too heavy, but a well-done quilted um, quilt has the right uh, weight to keep me a happy camper. Also, it 
is something that helps my mental health because it is a quilt, a t-shirt quilt made up of a bunch of different t-shirts, either for gastroparesis awareness or Wonder Woman. And then the border are the green, are from the green uh, gowns that I did get during my many inpatient stays. On the back, there's the super fuzzy fleece and um, a hidden panel, which I put a hidden panel on all of the quilts that I have. And this one, its hidden panel happens to be the t-shirt of, of the Deadpool symbol, um, what he looks like to, to remind myself that I keep going. I, I channel Wonder Woman and Deadpool when I'm inpatient. And it's a comfort thing for me as well. Um, so headphones are another thing that I would highly recommend. Uh, noise canceling headphones are, are very nice. But the caveat with that one is those nice things, you have to be careful that they don't sprout legs and walk off. So know that there's at risk and I'm not, I don't even know who would walk off with them, whether it would be other patients, visitors, or the staff, it, but it has happened. And so again, labeling your items is a really great thing. Um, you might like a stuffed animal. Uh, you may not be into stuffed animals. I'm, I'm not a stuffy type person. I have my dogs, uh, but when I'm in the hospital, I don't have my dogs. And Sometimes it's nice to just have something to grip and to hold. And um, so maybe there's a stuffed animal that you, or a stuffed doll, I don't know, something that you like. And last but not least, for my impatient stays, I do usually have some of my trauma tools, the grounding tools, um, particularly the essential oil that that brings me back and keeps me present. And also um, the, the quilt is a texture thing for me, but there are a couple other things that I can bring that are textured items that I can keep in hand to stay present. And if you do have triggers for PTSD that are related to the hospital, I highly encourage you to be communicating that with the staff. Um, and then your family should know as well. And don't worry about asking for a different nurse. There was one inpatient stay that they did the nurse change and there was a seasoned nurse. Grant, she was probably in her fifties, not much older than me and very business-like and professional. And the minute she walked in my room, I got the cold sweats and my heart started racing. And it was a thing that I experienced every time she came to my room uh, that evening. And it was really bad. And so I had to ask for the charge nurse and said, Hey, this has nothing, this is nothing personal. But when my nurse walks in, I am having a visceral response to some type of trauma. I can't pinpoint it. I wish I could fix it because I know it's not her um, and and I hate that for her and for me, but I really do need a different nurse. And uh, they, they did that, they accommodated that. And um, the nurse did check in real quick to let me know that 
she didn't have any hard feelings and was proud of me for advocating for myself. So that also can be um, something that we need to remember when we're triggered and we need some help. For the caregivers out there, excuse me, um, I would suggest that you work in shifts. Uh, My husband is usually there at the beginning of the day and and then during the day is actually when I try to sleep, uh, that he'll be back in the evening. And then we have someone that spends the night at the hospital. And um, that's very reassuring. And if you think that just sleeping in the room is, is no big deal and really not necessary because it's nighttime, um, maybe you haven't had any impatient stays because overnights uh, are very active still, things can happen. And there's typically fewer nurses, the doctors aren't there. So when something does happen, they have to call them and that type of thing. Uh, And that's something that your loved one or friends can help with. They can help advocate, they can get somebody to the room if you're having a crisis. Um, They might be able to mitigate some trauma responses if they're there and just hold your hand if that's what you need. Um, Also, it gets very exhausting to uh, be in the hospital, even for your guests. There's a known phenomenon where the um, patient and their caregivers, the people in the room who are sitting with them, will start to take on their breathing patterns. And it's not easy. Typically, if you're inpatient, you're not breathing well, <laughs> at least not pr- breathing deeply, and you and you often have exercises to make that happen, and you get to suck in the ball and then push it out and on that little machine. So maybe you're to, you're there and you're going to be there the whole time. Then I would just ask that you remember to take those deep breaths. That it's okay to walk out in the hall for a minute, stretch your legs, go to the bathroom and come back a little bit refreshed because that's what's going to help your loved one the most. Um, I think that's what I had. Of course, you'll be taking notes and um, and also the laundry. If they do, if your loved one does have their own uh, gowns or PJs, whatever, uh, taking those home so that they don't get lost in the laundry Uh, is a really nice thing in doing laundry. So we've made it to our half point. Mark, I hope you can take a break, make a call, take your meds if you need to. You do you. Then uh, come on back and we'll talk some more about when you're homebound. Welcome back. So if you've made it home and if you are home and you haven't had an inpatient stay for a while, but sometimes if the year are more difficult. In our area right now, allergies are raging for many people and that makes it hard to go outside. And um, the sun, as I mentioned, the heat intolerance can be a big issue. Uh, Just a lot of various reasons that Spoonies end up being home or in the home more than they, I am sure, want to be. So I made a list. Now, 
you know, in the hospital, you can wear your nice jammies. And at home, you can too. But maybe, hear me out, um, wear the jammies to bed. And then in the morning, change to some nice leisure wear. The athletic leisure wear industry kind of boomed during the pandemic. There are some nice, comfy clothes that you can wear during the day that are not pajamas. I've encouraged before, but I'll say it again, wear a pair of shoes, a nice supportive pair of sneakers or um, laced up shoes, whatever is supportive, wear those in the house because um, I know some of you might really love to go barefoot like all the time and think I'm crazy and you wear the flip-flops that are barely a quarter of an inch. I'm telling you, the shoes will make a difference, especially if you're struggling. Now, if you've got flip-flops and everything's hunky-dory, great. But if you're struggling, those shoes are the first line of defense to exhaustion because they're supporting your feet. And we want that. Um, Also, something that may not be people's favorite, but I know it helps, so I'll mention it, is a routine. It doesn't have to be a complicated 25-point routine, but getting up about the same time every day and uh, getting your breakfast, taking your meds, and then maybe you journal or sit outside uh, first thing in the morning before it does get really, really hot. And then um, you have your, your couple of things in the morning and if you're chunking up your chores, it can really help. Don't do it all at once. Don't do the massive buy-in that today's a good day, so I'll get it all done. No, please don't do that. Just chunk things up and have that routine so that you're eating, you're taking your meds, and and your body knows what to expect. Um, also, if you're at home, There's been studies that show that having a 15 degree angle of the head raised on your bed promotes healing quicker. quicker. And it also really helps with GERD. And I know I struggle with that. Um, It can help with snoring and maybe you snore, maybe your partner snores, but it would be recommended that you look into how do you, how can you elevate the bed that you have? And if you are a person of means and have the resources, I can't say enough positive things about my adjustable Tempur-Pedic. I love my bed. I need my bed. When I go other places, it's obvious how much it helps me because I don't have that help other places. I do think that making your bed, once you get up, for me, is a thing that helps me remember that this is my sanctuary for rest. I don't want to be in bed all day if I don't have to. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be active all day, um, but my bedroom is for sleep and fun. (laughs) And it's not supposed to be where I just hang out. So making the bed and not like military corners and 
25 pillows and things like that. Just straightening the sheets and the layers of the bed um, does wonders for my mental health. If my spouse does that for me, that is just like the biggest joy, the little joy that I get walking into the biggest little joy. You know, it's the little things. Yeah, he makes the bed, straightens it up, and I'm just happy, happy, happy. And the next item is really hard because I know it's really hard for normal people, uh, especially during the summer. They get busy, you're doing a million and one different activities. But sometimes when you're not doing a million and one activities and things, hygiene is a, is a challenge. So how can we remember or be motivated to maintain a decent level of hygiene? And um, I don't know what your goals are, brushing your teeth in the morning, um, how often you're going to wash your hair. And if you're like me with the port, um, a sink a sink bath happens every day uh, and that type of thing. We did just get a new shower and that makes me very happy. Um, the aqua guard I can use to cover my port and um, I am, I'm excited about the shower. Uh, someone suggested making a playlist, a karaoke like belt out, can't stop singing playlist if you are challenged to get into the shower. And um, the challenge was just go in there and sing. You don't even have to, you know, clean and scrub and wash, just get wet. Uh, pretty good, pretty good recommendation. That's a good time. And when do you sound better in the shower when everything is is uh, warm and and you're breathing well, and it, it really is a great thing. So get yourself into the shower, maybe not for the hygiene, but for the mental health side of things, or both. We can do both. Um, I would hope that you would also be able to find some type of community. I know that community is going to be online. Uh, maybe through your library, you can uh, see what they have available. Meetup is back online if you uh, haven't been there for a while. Um, that, that's local, that's specific to um, people who want to meet up with other like-minded people on uh, various topics. I encourage you to try to learn something every day. And the interwebs have a ton of stuff. There are YouTube channels for every DIY thing possible. There's Pinterest, there's, you know, just for ideas. And um, there are community colleges, and it doesn't even have to be your local community college, that offer online continuing ed. So if you're wanting to take a writing class or something like that, there's books on tape, there's an app, Libby.com. You do have to have a library card, uh, but you can rent books on your phone uh, and audible like type audio versions of the books. You can rent those for free using that app. Um, and you can also listen to podcasts. There's a whole lot of them out there and they've got lots of different niches that might be of interest to you. Um, so there's those things. We already know that there's Netflix and things, but, um, 
I also know that those things can get expensive. There's a service to check how much money you're spending on different subscriptions. And if you feel like things are really tight and maybe that's one of the things you're working on, maybe that's one of the reasons why you're at home. Um, you're, you're not able to get out because you can't afford gas or uh, the train ticket or whatnot. I am not judging you. Trust me, no judgment here. Uh, there, I'm just offering resources that might help get a few pennies back in your pocket. Um, so in any case, for me, having a challenge uh, for myself is always a positive thing. And if I'm not learning something every day, uh, I'm probably pretty darn depressed. I know that I've talked about uh, the newest challenge being to get picnics together for my husband and I. I haven't done that yet. Um, it's actually not been that long since we got back from the funeral. And I'm still processing, and I know my husband is, and we're just trying to take things day by day. Um, we did have one of our kids that had a birthday this week, that was pretty fun and pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. We love our kids. Uh, so that was nice. And um, I was also thinking about things to do at home. There's board games and there's card games. I remember my grandmother playing solitaire at her kitchen counter for hours. And I love that game. I also love Tetris. Uh, there are solo games that you can play. So um, don't forget those. You're like, Anne, that's my life. I would never forget those. Cool. It's kind of new to me. Please remember that you're not alone and that you're loved. And uh, we'll catch each other next week with some more tips, tricks, and life hacks. If you have ideas, please reach out at gotanyspoons at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And... Welcome to the third season. Have a great day.